You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of Little Yak with Parma. Hi everyone, this is Parma. Today we are doing this Little Yak on the currently airing drama Tale of the Nine-Tailed. Joining me to give her first impressions of the first few episodes is Rimi, who is a friend of the podcast and a returning guest. Something that is a little different about this episode is that we had done the recording during an Instagram live uh, last Sunday. It was a nerve-wracking experience, but I was glad to have Rimi with me. If you follow us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore, you'll be able to see other live recordings of episodes that we do now and then. For instance, on this Sunday, 25th October, at 11am ET, we plan on doing a little yak on Startup, which we are quite enjoying. We hope you can join us, and if not, never fear, the episode will be in your podcast feed in a week's time. Now, before getting into this episode, as always, we want to thank our listeners for being so amazing and supporting and our Patreon members for making the production of this podcast possible. Thank you, guys. Now, let's get into the discussion. How are we liking The Tale of the Nine-Tale? Hey, it's working. Yay. Hi. Hi. So to quickly explain what we are doing, um, we started recording little yaks for our podcast uh, where we kind of cover the first few episodes of a drama. We don't go too deep into spoilers. We are basically doing um, an overview of what the drama, what we like about watching the drama. And um, well, it's kind of like first impressions, basically. But we dub it little yak because we are, well, we have longer yaks and this one's tiny. That's it. There is no other explanation. So... We, I wanted to record this with Rimi because she's the only person who's watching this besides me and really liking it. And also because I wanted Rimi to come back on the podcast. So, and we thought we'll do a live because why not? Let's just add that layer of pressure <laughs> onto it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't know why. This morning I was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. And then some <laughs> evening I was, I was like, oh my God, what did I agree to? Yeah, I had that reaction too. Also because it's uh, 7 a.m. in uh, my part of the world and I'm starting to realize that having a light right on top of your head may not have been the best uh, idea aesthetic-wise. So, let's start talking about uh, the drama. So, we are doing a little yak on uh, the tale of the Nine-Tailed and let me introduce my guest, which is Rimi, also known as Greenfields in uh, the K-drama community. And uh, she has been uh, a guest on our podcast, I think twice before Rimi. And uh, we always love having her back. I love being here. Thank you. You uh, have watched more of this drama than I have. I've watched the first three episodes and I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> it's completely nonsensical and fluffy and fantasy, but that's exactly what's great about it. Exactly. It's not a show you take too seriously, but it's so good. Once you can, you know, stop taking it too seriously, it's so good. Yeah. I also really like that they are um, sort of giving us a lot of, like, doing these meta references to both Goblin because they mentioned Grim Reaper. They're talking about, like, Dukkibis and Aliens. So they're like, here are references to other fantasy dramas you may have watched and loved. <laughs> and, you know, they are also part of this, you know, larger extended universe. But 
yeah, we're just focusing on this corner. So, how do you like this version of Edong Wook? Because we've seen him as so, Green you know, before. <laughs> so, you know, when he first came on screen, I was a little bit, eh, I mean, what's with this red hair? Like, hmm, and he's wearing, you know, he's wearing like a t-shirt under a vest. Not a vest, like a proper suit, and I, I, I'm. That's not a styling choice that sits well with me. So, uh, in City Hunter, Demon Ho also wore that kind of outfit quite a bit. I was just like, that was the first skit I watched, and I was just like, what the heck is going on? What's the styling choice that sits so well with me? But when you get started watching the show, like you start to realize that like, his red hair is so perfect for this role because he's a fox, right? And I mean, foxes have red hair, so like it's perfect. And then his whole weird style is so in tune with just his character. That's such a weird, eccentric creature that's lived all these years. It's perfect. Like I, I love it now. Uh, the thing that really shocked me, aesthetic-wise, was his like in the flashback when you see him wearing this bright red um, hanbok. It's it's really, really red, and his hair is also red. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a bit of white from somewhere. Yeah, randomly. And and like I think there is this weird kind of like bluish tinge at the bottom. It's it like hits you. And if he wasn't a mythical creature, I would have been like going ha 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 the entire time. I think the the sort of even the uh, jarring colors kind of suit the mood of the drama, which is over the top and very. It's not subtle about its symbolisms. It's like it's very here you are. This is this is a symbol. Do you realize it's a symbol here? Look at it more closely. So that is fun. And also, I didn't re- I didn't expect this because Joboa can be again hit and miss for me. She was pretty good in uh, what was it? Uh, Boksu. But I love her here. This is great. I was I was so worried that her character was going to be very damselish kind of like uh, oh what, you know that character in vampire diaries elena elena <laughs> it's an american series that i used to watch a lot but apparently i've forgotten character names now uh, i remember the boys though steven and damon which is the vibe that i'm getting you know whenever they have these sibling ancient sibling characters these men and this is kind of a fantasy trope you have this uh, situation where one of the ancient siblings is trying to be a bit like a, a bit good not actively kill people whereas the other sibling is more dark they do actively go around killing people so it it is an established fantasy trope to have you know these brotherly uh, sort of like a uh, love hate relationship between these brothers and uh, one of them tries to be good the other one is like why bother being good we are ancient beings humans are nothing we'll die any minute now we can just kill them i suppose <laughs> so that is there but what i kind of like about this particular dynamic i mean the tropes of that has been preserved edongwook is not there going randomly killing humans whereas kimbam's character kind of is kimbam is irang and irongwook is of course eon okay i'm sorry i sh- i should i should say this first i love the first episode the horror elements of it i was not expecting that i know so i i have like three you touched on three things i want comment on all three out of where sure. to begin firstly joboa <laughs> She's definitely amazing here. I haven't. I've only watched her in side roles uh, before this. I didn't watch um, the other ones that you mentioned. Boksu, but yeah. she 
book so yeah i haven't watched that but she's like blowing me away here this so she's actually bringing a lot of character and nuance yeah uh in the first episode i mean you can tell that even though she needs like you know throughout the series the first four episodes she does need to be saved quite a few times i've forgotten how many times <laughs> it happens but she's still quite resourceful like until yeah. the time early on arrives like she's taking care of the situation as best she can and she has indeed found herself in this weird scenario that she can't control right like who can fight supernatural elements but she's really yeah. resourceful even as a child in that nightmare or whatever that she was trapped in when her parents died like she figured it out that there's something not right that's amazing that was that was like a character that was freaky yeah Oh yeah, god. That was freaky. Yeah, that was freaky. But like she like the child Jovoa did well and then as an adult I love everything except you know there's a moment in episode 1 where she kind of she falls off the balcony when she's like testing whether Leon is like that's too much. That that that's is ridiculous. Too much. I, yeah, that was going too far. I mean, so he can let her die and then become the pen drive. Yeah, and also it's the thing is that her character has been established as someone who's like almost recklessly fearless in but if, yeah. if you're ready to almost commit suicide like she has like, no hint of fear when she's jumping off a balcony you, you're testing the possible uh, i don't know humanity of a creature you know nothing about so either you don't care if you live or die which is a level of suicidal uh, mindset that really really requires some therapy <laughs> or you are pe- peculiarly i don't you does she have a heroine complex where she thinks every election like, put herself in a bad situation and everybody will come and save her i hope not because yeah. i'm not getting that vibe from this character so the alternative is that she is suicidal which is worse <laughs> i know right like it's slightly inconsistent that way in how she's been written because otherwise she's so intelligent and she's, she's so really resourceful. smart yeah but, yeah this is not like i love the character And then there's Kim Bum. Yeah. Where has he been? Like, why has he not been on my screen for I think four or five years? What has he been doing? You know, for the very first scene where he walks in as like a nerd, I was like, oh, this guy is cute. And then he transformed, and I was like, oh wait, this is Kim Bum. <laughs> stop, stop. What is this again? It's Kim Bum. We have to stop. So where has he been? What's he been doing? Like, I haven't seen him for ages. Uh, apparently, he hasn't been doing much. So. about uh, a couple of months back when they started releasing these teaser trailers and pictures just the first few shots of this drama instead of edong work it was kim bum's images that were going about viral all over instagram because people were like hold on wait we remember him from boys over flowers where where did he go what was happening and i looked up his photography so he's so devilishly charming i'm 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 so just like oh this guy is cute <laughs> He is I have no like I went over his filmography I'm looking at it right now he has done almost nothing he did a side role um uh, wait I don't it is kind of a it says main role but I asked people and apparently it was a bit of a side role um I'm not sure he was in 2016's Mrs Cop 2 before that he was in Hidden Identity 2015 so basically it's at least been 5 years ish that he hasn't actually done much and i haven't seen him in anything seriously i mean i guess he was in padam padam and that was almost the last thing that i kind of glimpsed That's him like, in i don't know when he like yeah so i mean i remember this so yeah, guy first as being impression this. Sorry, yeah i just want to say first impression kimbam guys anyone listening watching 
check it out. Like you're missing. Yeah, I mean, he's devilishly like you can tell. I know his characters like killing humans left, right, and center. It's not good. It's a problem. Like he's he's raising yeah. this evil villainous creature to kill Joe Boa's character and like Edong Book and whatever. But he's yeah. Look at that. Just watch it. We are we are okay with those elements so long as he's entertaining. We we can accept a bit of evil in our anti-heroes, and he does seem to be set up as an anti-hero at this point. Even though he's doing like super villainous things, he has an emotional arc. You can kind of see why he is a bit obsessed with Eon and kind of you know dedicating his life to making his older brother miserable. So. Yeah, and I like it when I understand the psychology of the villain. I mean, at least give me a justification that I can not root for, but understand. And I kind of do with his character. How do you like the the whole reincarnation aspect of Joboa's character? Like she was the one human this ancient god had fallen in love with in like an ancient period of time, and uh, then she died for reasons. and uh, he dedicated like he kind of promised uh, centuries of servitude to heavenly forces where he's like i will serve uh, like whatever hundreds of years to do whatever you want in the i'll i'll leave my heavenly abode and go and reside amongst humans if please 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 reincarnate this girl and so he has been searching for her for centuries and he's kind of met her doppelgangers but who weren't this girl and the way he's looking for this girl is that he had given her a fox's bead that he's kind of looking for wherever he finds these doppelgangers to see if are you the reincarnation of my lost love and uh, so that that there is that whole arc working and here jopua is this girl who is searching for you know paranormal explanations and she is not afraid of the paranormal she just wants answers and she's looking for her lost parents So you have these two people meeting in the modern world, and the story follows. How do you find their art so far? I like I like their chemistry. Yeah, I mean, with any romance, right? The first thing you want is chemistry between the leads, and they have tons of it. There's it's it's good, but also the backstory, like the so I'm a huge fan of the background music that they've put in. It's a very short, like. I think it's string instruments that they're playing. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try and sing it, but yeah, it's. I think it's string instruments. It plays at the end of episode four. It's during episode two, you know, when they spend the first two three minutes on the backstory. Yeah, and I'm absolutely in love with it. Like it's kind of sad, haunting, it's long game. Very, I think it very sets the tone. Yeah. Very, yeah, like I think it sets the tone very nicely for how. Leon has felt for six hundred years while he's waiting for this girl to be reborn, and honestly, aided by that kind of background music and the lead's chemistry, I am fully on board. Like I feel, I wasn't so happy with the fact that she was like his fated person, and you know the they're always going to be together. But then at the end of episode four, I think he actually is this. This will be a spoiler. I shouldn't say it. No, don't don't give any deep spoilers. We can just hint at them, but we can't. Yeah, I won't them. say. It. <laughs> okay, okay, but I I won't say. It, but there's a moment where like that that is this satisfaction of mine with the fact that she was his fated love, etc. That sort of went away. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, but it's like I said, aided with that background music and the lead's chemistry. Like I'm hundred percent on board. Yeah. How about you? I I I kind of agree. I wasn't entirely sure how these two would work 
because the promos were giving us these very scripted setups that they had obviously shot sort of not as part of the drama but outside the drama specifically for promotional uh, reasons and i wasn't really feeling it it felt scripted and i was like okay we'll i guess we'll see um but i really like how their dynamic works in the drama actually because Edomhook on the one hand is this ancient being with the power to kill evil spirits and he you know mercilessly chases down uh, whoever he's supposed to chase down and uh, if humans interfere he can be pretty ruthless with them but not to the point where he you know kills them off that is what sets him apart from uh, other uh, gumihos but um, he can also be ridiculous like he has this obsession with mint chocolate and like i i like at this one point he's sitting in a parlor and he's having the having the ice cream and he's going um yum yum hum yum 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 and i'm like <laughs> why why is he making these noises <laughs> what is so adorable it's so cute yeah i remember this <laughs> so you have this character and also uh, every time jobua and again as you said she's a human in a supernatural world so the fact that she can actually sort of keep up with the supernatural forces and keep surprising them with her intelligence that itself is making me very happy she doesn't have to fight off evil forces by herself i'm not expecting that she is a human sort of like facing supernatural battles she can be saved and that is perfectly fine so long as she can hold her own have a backbone which she does but also <laughs> the fact is that she ha- there are these moments where she's being saved like um you had this uh, a time when like iran threw something at her and uh, eon kind of like saved her and then like shielded her uh, with his own back yeah. and then he he did that work of his eyebrow right he's like <laughs> see how cool i am i just shielded you with my back <laughs> <laughs> and she was also like completely Swooning, which I would be as well. I get it. I know. I mean, there are these killer rocks coming at you, but if it's someone with Edomgook's face, like shielding you, and his eyebrows are going like that, you swoon. Yeah, you swoon. Of course, you swoon. It's a biological response, and you swoon. Of course, you do. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, but I love that the juxtaposition of um, you know Eon's silliness with. Um, I'm sorry I keep calling her by her character uh so her uh, the actress's name but the character's name is uh, Namjia or if uh, she is the re- reincarnation uh, like in her previous incarnation she was Ayum but we'll call her Namjia <laughs> so Namjia has this really this this really interesting character makes of on the one hand she's super determined and stubborn like you sometimes have with the with these um actress characters where in place of motivation they have like stubborn determination and you are like at times you are like slow down please please be smart about certain things your determination is driving you towards to you know to jump to conclusions or like take stupid risks please slow down you don't have to say that with this girl she is she's pretty cautious when it comes to dealing with the supernatural and she seems to understand instinctively how to handle uh, the situations she has already outsmarted these people several times which is which i find impressive but also she can be like when eon is being or irang either of them are thinking that they're being so smart and they'll just get their way and then she kind of you know does this flip on them like she 
she suddenly reveals something or says something and they, then there are these moments where their faces kind of just fall <laughs> they're like what <laughs> and yeah so that that just that's awesome <laughs> i know right like so far it's it's such a good show and the horror elements was like you mentioned surprising you know i normally can't watch horror but i can watch this so it's not that scary i think it was a, it was just just the right amount when it comes to fantasy which i which i really appreciate <laughs> thank you for that because the the first episode is your hook right so often he dramas kind of like stutter in the first episode and the arc actually really comes into place in the second one with this one they didn't take any risks they were like here is the first 10 minutes of the drama and it will hook you and it totally did for me that was baby uh, jia was just yeah that was a amazing hook from the opening like that creepy music when she plays that merry go round thing ah uh, i knew an accident was going to happen this this can't possibly be a spoiler yeah, it happens for that was minutes. like the minute like they were driving in the middle of the night it was the start of the show you knew it was coming i mean uh, that's like a k drama classic we knew it that's okay yeah dark night parents driving the car and constantly looking into the back seat yeah you you knew uh, an yeah. accident was inevitable i hope they're giving her a gift and this this merry go round with a with creepy music yeah it, it was but nobody, i don't be surprised and i like that they kind of acknowledged that this was not going to be a surprise which is why the twist was so good like after the accident that was great that was amazing so guys we're going to do final words and wrap up the live now thank you so much for joining remy final words on this drama oh my god please watch it that's all i have to say don't take it too seriously you know i i'm in a place that i have a lot happening in life i'm not able to watch even forest of secrets which i otherwise would have loved to watch but this is perfect guys just watch it that's it that's all my final words okay um so we have a comment from vocaloka and sorry vakaloka hi and uh, so they are asking do you find the korean folk tales spirits are difficult to follow um, need to google them each episode which is true i do that too um, when they bring up and that's kind of adding to my um, the fun of my experience i i kind of like knowing more about korean folk tales but usually i can't really read their literature right so this is my way of accessing the folk tales they are introducing a character and i'm googling like that like the nightmare the creature that feeds off the nightmares yeah yeah that's a natural folk tale creature i looked it up and it's the illustrations are so interesting so yeah thank okay. you for that comment and yes absolutely i am doing that okay and so and so says i will try hard to watch thank you yeah i recommend thank you this is this was a cool drama to start watching at this point i'm kind of just coming off some heavy uh, drama viewing so this is this this is the stuff that i needed <laughs> okay So uh, my final words would also be please watch this drama and we will revisit it if it keeps being great okay remy can i have you on again if if this drama stays good then it, we will not do what if this drama veers off towards the second half <laughs> yes i i am here that is a thumbs up from remy okay guys um you can find remy on uh, twitter and instagram remy plug your socials please uh they're both on private at the moment but my okay. twitter is at underscore @pyodhi Okay. <laughs> I Instagram is on private. It's another dot with me, which is you know not very original for any K drama watcher. But Twitter is underscore Pyod. Okay. P A Y O D H I. Thank you so much for joining Remy. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's done. Goodbye. Bye bye. Okay. Before signing off completely, I forgot to do an outro during the live. So here you have it. 
you can find us on social media. On Twitter, you can find Dramas Over Flowers at Dramas Over Flow. On Instagram, you can find us at Dramas Over Flowers underscore. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Festa Faster. We are also on Facebook and uh, our blog is dramasoverflowers.net. Thank you for listening and goodbye.